Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. I'm speaking to you today from the Old Testament story of water from the rock. This is an important story because it was a kind of baptism by fire for the newly emancipated people of Israel on their journey to become a people having been set free. So soon as they had left Pharaoh's Egypt and crossed the Red Sea, they encountered the wilderness and there was no water there. That is what it means when it is called wilderness. The conditions are inhospitable and hostile to life. The things that sustain life and on which life depends are hard to come by. But in order to get from Egypt to the promised land, they have to cross the wilderness. In order for them to get to the place where they are their own men and women, where they make their own provisions for themselves, they will have to deal with the deficits in life. They will have to deal with the shadow side of life, its rough places. So soon as Israel got to Rephidim and found that there was no water there, they became parched and thirsty. They began to murmur and complain against Moses, their leader. That is why they called the place Massa and Meribah, to murmur and complain. This is what they said to Moses, give us water to drink. Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? They remonstrated so much with Moses that Moses feared that they would stone him to death. Their complaint was first about the legitimacy of the decision to leave Egypt. When we first met them in Egypt, their babies were being killed by Pharaoh in order to slow their population growth. They have been made forced labor and are being required to make bricks without straw. They complained bitterly. Life was unsustainable and they were turning upon each other. They had no space to be families. They had no place to worship their God. They were not free and they could not flourish. But for the want of water and the journey to become a people, to develop national identity and national institution and cultural moorings, they are regretting their emancipation. They are longing for Egypt. They want to turn back the progress. In response to their murmur and complaint, God tells Moses to bring their leaders together and in front of them to strike the rock and water will gush forth. 
the lack of water and the murmur and complain and second guessing the legitimacy of the freedom and self-development project happens not once but twice on their journey to become a people the first incident takes place within six weeks into their journey in the wilderness and the second incident takes place in the fourth year in the wilderness wandering in the second incident that took place not at Rephidim but at Kadesh Barnea Moses is instructed by God to speak to the rock instead of striking the rock but Moses struck the rock not once but twice and is himself disqualified from leading God's people into the promised land this story occupies a place of enormous importance not only because it is a parable of life itself and what it requires for us to make real lasting progress but it is at the very heart of the message of the bible the apostle paul in his corinthian correspondence makes reference to it by saying and they drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them and that rock was christ the water from the rock was spiritual drink like manna from heaven was spiritual food and he said the rock followed them on their journey and he said that the rock was jesus christ himself what are some lessons that this story of water from the rock teaches us the first is that freedom is a gift but progress to become is a demand there is no gain without pain in order to make lasting progress we always have to remember where we are coming from and to where we are going it is important that we construct a proper narrative about why and about what there is a master narrative that we have been fed this is the narrative that makes the past appear better than the progress we are making this is the narrative that makes us hardest on ourselves and those who lead us towards what is ahead of us we compare the difficulties and deficits that we face unfavorably with what we have overcome to get where we are or that the price is not worth paying to get where we are going we have to be willing to pay the price to endure hardships like a good soldier of christ there will be difficulties along the way this is why it is a journey the god of the bible yahweh who told moses Go tell Pharaoh to let my people go, is a God encountered in the wilderness. It was in the desert that Moses met God and received a vision of God. The God of the Bible is the God of the rough places and the inhospitable places who provides water from the rock. The difficulties and deficits on the journey to become have a clarifying role they open our eyes often when mm. things are rosy and easy we do not see clearly or think deeply hunger and thirst 
are master teachers. Some lessons we learn and relationships we form in those spaces stay with us for a lifetime. If there is anything nauseating to me about modern politics and religion is that it aims at manipulating people with pop and gloss, nothing solid and nothing difficult. It is all razzle-dazzle and fancy pictures. If we are going to make the journey to the promised land, we are going to go through the wilderness and some days we will be hungry and some days we will be thirsty because there is no water. It is not going to be easy. If you want good, your nose must run. Secondly, on the journey to become, we may be entitled to our own opinion, but not we are not entitled to our own facts. The fact is, God is the author and finisher of our faith. We have to keenly obey God. Twice we are given an account of Israel's overwhelmed by thirst and given to complaining. Twice they resort to blaming Moses and the idea of freedom and of becoming a people. Twice God speaks to Moses about getting water from the rock. First time God said, strike the rock. The second time God said, speak to the rock. Moses had lived. He did his own thing. He struck the rock when he should have spoken to the rock. It cost him his career. God is an important partner on the journey to become a people. God is not just a provider that we strike and say, open sesame when we want something. God is personal with whom we relate, to whom we speak. It is important to make that transition. Freedom and the journey to become are not about replacing one fearer with another, one supplier for another. It is about values and approaches and relationships. It is not about material things alone. If it were, we could just as well have stayed in Egypt. It is about becoming, forging a new identity and cultural values and defining ourselves and our relationships that are vital to all of that. We have to listen, we have to hear, and we have to obey. We can't simply make it up and do as we feel. What God says is important. Mm. Thirdly, in the journey to become, there are higher end values that we must pursue, aspire for, and desire. Paul calls it spiritual drink. Jesus puts it more pointedly in his conversation with the woman at the well. He said to her, whoever drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, for that water shall be in him a well springing up to eternal life. Jesus is the rock that Moses struck, and Isaiah says he was wounded for our transgression. He was pierced through for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. A people that only values physical and material things, and that have no place for higher-end goods, who want goods but not goodness, is an ungovernable people. 
Sometimes we have to change our circumstances, but most time we have to change our perspectives, our approach, and how we see things. Water from the rock has been a feature of life since then. It is called civil engineering. If we, if all we can see are our discomforts, our difficulties, and our deficits, we miss the opportunity to create and innovate, to build things to solve our own problems. What opportunities do our difficulties create? How can our current experiences teach us something? What in the undiscovered treasures can we find in the midst of our struggle? This is the value of hope. This is the value of gratitude. The ability mm. to thank God for our circumstances is an enormously liberating grace. Israel was complaining about thirst, even though that morning they had picked up manna from heaven. They were complaining even though God had made a highway through the sea and rescued them from Egypt. All is forgotten because all they can see is the present difficulty. When they come back to the place of harshness and thirst, they remember nothing. They do not recognize the rock. They feed only their bellies, never their minds and soul. Jesus gives water for the soul. He cleanses and he forgives. He gives hope and he gives us each other in community. And those are things that last and last. We are on a journey. Sometimes we slip back as a dance, move, dip and fall back. But we are on a journey to become. Along the way, there will be discomfort, difficulties and deficits. Let us turn them into opportunities for relationship and for creative engagements. If we get lemon, let us make lemonade. Let us be grateful and so remember where we are coming from and to where we are going. Let us remember that life is more than food and drink and the body more than clothing. Let us therefore seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness and all these things will be added. Thank God for spiritual food and spiritual drink that God has given. Let us take things in strike. In strike. Amen.